What's really going on, everybody? Back with another episode, number thirty-eight. We're checking in with you. God, I'm Henry Woods. Checking back in. Yes, sir. It's, it's been, been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Shout out to Mackenzie. Who Shout did, out who did the last episode. Make sure y'all go listen to that. You know what I'm saying? It was a good episode. All the cultural stuff. Episode. Yeah. Uh, so we show. Yeah, we back. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at underscore WRGO. Yes, follow sir. us on Instagram at What's Really Going. Yes, follow sir. us or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. What's Really Going. On. Comment, too. Uh, comment. Five rate us. All day. Uh, and we got a YouTube channel, so go check that out. Um, yeah. So we're going to get into it. So we had a big week. We got a lot to talk about. There was a lot going uh, on. We're going to get into that first clip. We got some big news going on. On Capitol Hill, got a lot of impeachment talk. So yeah, so I played it first. Into that, and we're getting to that. You realize when you came forward out of a sense of duty that you were putting yourself in direct opposition to the most powerful person in the world. Do you realize that, sir? I knew I was assuming a lot of risk, and I'm struck by that word. Don't worry. That phrase, "Do not worry." You addressed to your dad. Was your dad a warrior? Uh, he did serve. It was a different military, though. And he would have worried if you were putting yourself up against the President of the United States. Is that right? He deeply worried about it because in his context, there was there was the ultimate risk. And why do you have confidence that you can do that and tell your dad not to worry? Honestly, because this is America. This is the country I've served and defended, uh, that all my brothers have served and here, right, matters. Thank you, sir. Sure. Bars. Yeah, okay. So that was Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. He was uh, the second day of testimony. Um, we can either get into kind of the specifics of what's happened or you kind of want to give your thoughts on it. How much have you been keeping up with? You inform me because I'll be completely honest. I tuned out of all of this impeachment stuff because it's a lot. Um mm. It's a lot because it's just a lot to consume. I've been keeping tabs on like who've been testifying and right. that because it is still like an investigation, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's not like oh anything is happening. We've been through hearings where like oh we hear all this stuff and then nothing happens. Mueller. Yeah. So it's just kind of to me. It's just kind of like you know. Do you think that's also because? Like there's there's nothing that Trump could do or the Republicans could do that would make you think that he didn't do it. Do you think that's like a factor like, in it? The, the, I know some it, people are basically, like, it's like the Republicans he guilty. I don't, don't need to watch. Care, right. <laughs> the Republicans don't care. They're trying to play a blind eye to it. Right. They're going to continue to do that. Like, well, did you hear him say specifically that he wanted they're gonna to do They're going to keep this? doing this beat around the bush, playing. Like, they're going to keep playing. And I don't have time for that. Like, they got him. I was into the Mueller thing. Like, I was tuning in. that let us down. Man. And it was just like, oh. Okay, so I, this whole thing, I was just, I was tuned out. So this yeah. to me is actually more interesting than the Mueller report, mm-hmm. even though the Mueller report was like this big thing. It's different when Mueller gets up there and he's like, I wrote that on page 58. And it's like, no, that's why you're here. So you right. can tell us what you were thinking. Right. This one, since it's not really political people, it's just regular people with jobs who are just like, I was on the call. Nah, that's. Here's like, here's the situation that Ukraine was in, and here's what I assume Trump was doing by not giving them the money that that Congress had given them. Right. It's very like cut, plain, and dry. Like I'm not going to answer something I don't know. But if you're asking me why I think something was that, I'm going to say it. That's true. So I just think it's interesting because I think as someone who's been keeping up with it, like I have. Yeah, I've seen tweeting for that count. I, I was, you know. <laughs> but like you, but like I was saying, even if I didn't watch, I would still be like, "Oh, Trump is bribing people." Oh, hell yeah, he should be impeached. Like, I mean, that's watch- what I think right. too. But again, the Republicans, Republicans are protecting him. So, do I think something big? Like when they released the the uh, transcript of the conversation, which was bad, right? It was kind of bad, but they redacted most of it. Or am I tripping? 
they didn't redact it, but then they were just trying to say like, oh, but then Republicans hit that line of like, all right, but he didn't specifically say in exchange for this, I want you to do this. Or, well, the, and this is like line of question that killed me. They were like, well, it's not a quid pro quo. It's not bribery because. Bro, speaking of, <laughs> they bullcrap. Right. But they were basically trying to say like, oh, it's not, a crime didn't happen because Ukraine didn't do what he implied. And it's like, okay, I could try to kill you if I don't, like me attempting to rob a bank, that's still attempted robbery. I'm still going to go to jail for that just because right. I didn't successfully rob the bank. But like I go to the bank and there's no money, so I walk out empty-handed. That's still a crime. That's still a right. crime. Like just because you attempt to do, just because you do something and it doesn't go the way you want it to go, doesn't mean that you didn't try to do something. Exactly. <laughs> um. Yeah. So nothing can really change your mind. It sounds like on. Do you think you're gonna ever pay attention, or you're just kind of like, nope, I'm waiting let to me see know when happens. they take that vote? <laughs> That's what I'm waiting on the vote because. Wait, Mitch McConnell in the fucking Senate. Senate. Yeah. So it's gonna pass the House. Easy, easy. It better. It's gonna pass the House. I already know that. That's like Democrats in there. Mm-hmm. Senate. Yeah. Senate. That's Mitch fun. McConnell is not going to let this that happen. So I'm not getting excited. I'm not tuning. Like I'm probably the most. You're like, what's the point? Yeah, because again, it's kind of like. Trump can do anything in this White House and bro, just good. Let Obama would have tried. Let him have thought about it. Bro, what? I'm like, it's it's crazy to me. Um, what's going on in America? And I'm just kind of tuned out. Like, I'm focused on my room. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, I'm registered to vote. I be on Twitter, like, chiming in to, like, the debate speaking of debates debate on the night you want to talk about it um for reference 47 percent of americans support impeaching trump 45 do not that's data from uh 538 a good political website so i think america's split but i would like to but that's problematic that is problematic that shows you how this election even though i think i think that's why this election is so important but i think it is but i think there's a difference between like saying he should be impeached and i think that i think it's like almost 60 percent of people think that trump did something wrong which i mean that i've seen a poll like that to where we're saying they broke it down to where like most people think he did something wrong but not everybody but everybody thinks he should should get impeached right and i didn't understand that because i was like so he can do a bad thing but stay so, right i didn't get that me. i was like that was crazy to me um, so that's both food for thought and heads up because we're going to be probably talking about that as uh it goes along i have a feeling no, we're going to keep y'all tuned in you damn right uh <laughs> so now we're going to get into 2019 election we had an election earlier this month we just wanted to flag for everyone that um the democrats in virginia uh they control now the state legislature so now Virginia still has a Democratic governor, you know, blackface, that's a little thing. Um, <laughs> can't let that slide. Uh, but they also have a state legislature that's now controlled by Democrats. So as 2020 approaches, they can now control redistricting in their state, which is huge. Also, um, Democrats had big gubernatorial wins in Louisiana and Kentucky, two traditionally Republican states. So that just says that um, even though people are feeling kind of in kind of torn about 2020, at least down ballot in individual states, a lot of Democrats are really picking up momentum and that Trump stuff is not working on a local level. Like you can't say like, I'm gonna go unabashedly on the Trump agenda. Like that's not that's not working out. Do you have any thoughts or? So I think that's good at least for Georgia. It seems like Georgia might be able to possibly pick up some yeah, state um, seats. That and like the fact that they gave like felons the right to vote, mm-hmm. that yeah. is gonna like make a change too. Um, but it's good to see like Democrats are winning on local levels because that's where it matters most. Yeah, um, that's kind of just how. No, that yeah. is good, and I think it also. And that's we've kind of like talked about that, and mm-hmm. it, like especially this past year, you've seen like Democrats and people start to take like local Seriously. voting more serious, and yeah. I think that's a great thing that you become involved in your local community because one, that's the stuff that directly affects you, and then mm-hmm. two, it plays up to the bigger system. Right, yeah, because if they know whoever, whatever congressperson is like, oh, crap, they done voted this Democrat and I'm a Republican. I need to 
either go all the way right or I need to start right. acting right. Exactly. So that's just something to uh, look out to. Another thing, I think we're just having a flashback now for Food for Thought today. Uh, Henry and I feel like we talked about this like for like four episodes in a row. Uh, the abortion bill in Alabama was blocked by a federal judge. It is worth noting that the federal judge was black and the uh, lead lawyer who argued against the law was also black. Um, just something to point out. Uh, so basically, the court blocked the law. Um, it would have taken effect on would have taken effect last week, November fifteenth. Similar laws were passed in Georgia, Mississippi, Arkansas, Ohio, Utah. They are also now blocked. So I think that this goes to say that the fight for Roe v. Wade is always going to be a thing. Always, but and it's good to see that it's some common sense in the judicial system. Right. Yeah, it's not like, like we don't want right, this. Right. 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 And the fact that like. This is when you see our democracy come into play mm-hmm. because you have these wild governors making these bills and think it's always oh, going to stick. But then you got people and organizations that are going to challenge that bill yeah. legislation. And this is this is when I'm proud to say, oh, I'm American and we have democracy and all that bull yeah. crap because stuff like this, like when they try to step us back, it, it is a way to fight. It's mm-hmm. a system that you got to beat, but it's a way to fight. Yeah. And I think the people who were on the case did it both ways. They did it in both like public opinion where they were like, hey, this is it's not even that this is just like a restriction on women's reproductive rights, which is in alone is as bad, but like this is to the most extreme, extreme version, bro, the most like, extreme, yeah. After a heartbeat, you can't get an abortion. Those I might not know I'm pregnant were until literally, literally crazy. crazy. They were ludicrous. Yeah. Like we're going if you even think about if you even fill out the paperwork, we're gonna arrest the doctor. Who performed the procedure? I know I saw uh, a a ghost is, <laughs> uh, but I just think that's good that we see because it all it often feels like when we talk about judicial stuff, it's like well the court struck back another civil right for black people, Bruh. or the court took Bruh. another reproductive right away from women. Bruh. Now we're actually talking about okay, the courts can push back in the exactly. other exactly, and I think exactly. that's important because also that gives another if. Another person in another state tries to attack Roe v. Wade. Now they can just point to, well, in this federal exactly. court, exactly. it was blocked. Exactly. So it said press out of here. So it's like, yeah. All right. Now it is, I want to get the date clear. It is November 20th. Today, everybody and their mama was wilding out, upset about the Grammy nominations. Henry, your thoughts. Why do we take this stuff serious? You heard when, you t- when we was like talking about it in a group chat. I basically said that I don't understand why we still entertain like these. How do I word this correctly? These systems, they're systems because the the Grammys. Because I was going to ask a question: Rather like these white controlled systems? Is that what you're trying? Or white controlled governing bodies that that distribute the awards? You said it, not me. But yeah, there you go. Um. It, not even just award in the music industry, all across the board. Yeah, in entertainment and anything in politics. And Everything like that, that, like, it seems like a white space. Okay, let's just talk clear. Yeah. A white space is gr- granted more like it's seen as a, like you're a better status or it's, it's just better or whatever word you want to use is we validate a white space more than we do a black space. And that's what I don't understand about our people, because just a few years ago, if it was less than five years ago, I don't remember when, but Grammy so white, the Oscar so white, Oscar so white yeah, or some shit like that. Was so upset. Right. That should approve that. Like these, they're not made for us. Any of these, like, we've had breakout stars and we've had our moments in those positions. And, like, why do we validate that stuff so much? Why do we do that? Because it got created a longer time before BET or the Soul Train Awards. Or or, why do we hold that as, like, the thing Right. Why do we hold that as the standard or, like you said, the standard of value? Because, like, to me, again, black artists need to learn to appreciate themselves and their fans and appreciate their spaces more. Like Beyonce, for instance. When the last time she went to the BET Awards? However, the BET Awards ain't owned by like a black person or more. I don't think but, that even affects it. Right, it's still it's a black space, right? Or the Soul Train Awards, and we're gonna talk about Ari Lennox too because that was crazy. Um, but these whole award systems and like 
It's crazy. You can I play devil's advocate? I don't believe this, but this is what I think someone would say is that um, don't you think that getting recognition in your field is important or or being able to say that, hey, the because the Grammys is the music award. How like the Oscars is the, the, the right, right, right. Don't you think that it, if, if I'm an artist or you're saying, OK, well, granted, I'm not doing it for just soul recognition, but. It is good to be not validated, but it is good to get recognition. recognition. I understand that in any forward. profession, if as a lawyer, as a doctor, you want to get recognized by the American Bar Association or the American, right, right, right? You know right. what I'm saying? However, that should not be like your saving grace, right? or that should not be like the thing you hold. That that shouldn't be the thing that validates who you are as a musician or, or your impact an artist or your profession you should know that you the work you put out is good and your fans appreciate it and your targeted fan base specifically talking right. about and music I think, and i think and that gets into uh, like artistry if your specific fan base appreciates your music then i Everything think that should be enough that's me personally yeah but I, and, and I i'm highly critical of myself so like i probably couldn't be a celebrity because like i would go whack go really because i think Here's like what I, because I was looking into this today, um, and I basically said like the Grammys has been historically bad with recognizing black artists, and I said that this decade, Kendrick and Beyonce have not won an album for, they have never been awarded best album of the year. And I said like, not that they're, they're equal, like not to say that, oh, they, they should have won, I think they should have at least won one, but I think that if you can't recognize talent like that, what what do we have? What like what do we? What that are we doing? goes back what to are we what doing? I feel like. And like then, they don't validate us as right. people. They then, do. They like for me. They sprinkle a few of they us do it in from there. Afar. Right. They, they sprinkle afar. us a few of us in there for us not to complain or boycott or whatever the case may be. Enough to keep you at right. Enough to keep you at hard Right. And like it's crazy to me. It's crazy. Like they have shown that like. They don't, why don't, it's enough music executives, black music executives to start their own Grammys or whatever. Because I was thinking about this and I could be totally wrong, but this is some like off the wall. I was like, this was created how many years ago? And it was probably all white people. Long time ago. Long time ago. And the only reason we look at it as this supreme great thing is because it's been around for so long and it has gained that status. And like, I understand you can't just replace that with anything, but, but if they're not going to recognize you, right. If they're why, not going to give it the energy of recognizing Exactly. You. Like if they're not going to put black executives on the voting board or actually look, look is, at which streaming is, numbers, which is, which is what or, the Oscars did. you know what the I'm Oscars saying? We're going to change our voting demographics. Or our, we're going to change our panel of people who vote. Right. Do something. Do something to change the problem. Don't keep doing the same thing and expect like something to change. Yeah. Like that's think, insanity. Right. Because I think one thing was that, and I think this is like the main thing for me is that I think what I can see what would rub someone the wrong way is that hey, when a Beyonce, a Kendrick Lamar, a Drake, pick any, pick any artist when they drop something. That's just not music. That is a culture shift. That is saying, hey, we are the ones who create the trends. And I think it's sad that the Grammys can't say, like, okay, hey, these group of artists who are oftentimes black are the ones who are setting the culture All the and time. the ones that other artists who are not in our genre are taking. All the time. And are using us to grow their All own All the music. time. So I just think that's interesting. And like, now, country music, for example, is going to change because of Lil Nas X. They're going to start using... Right. Like different sounds in that shit. Katy Perry, Taylor Swift, they all bite off of our R&B artists and gay cult and black gay culture. Like that's that's true. Too. They all bite off of that. So I think that that to me is the frustrating part that the Grammys can't see when Beyonce drops some shit, everything changes. When Kendrick Lamar drops something, that he always sets the, the he sets we a new bar the for me. Like black people. When Lil Nas X drops, country music changes. It changed, bro. It changed like the fact that they took like Billboard took him off the uh, right. whole thing, like that was crazy to me. So I just think that's negligent on the part of the Grammys to be like, hey, who are the main people coming out with hits, and who are the main people who are shifting how these white people listen to music? It's us. 
It literally is because they're not not no goddamn Taylor Swift and right. Macklemore, but not Macklemore crew. No, but he he won an album of the year. That's disrespectful. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Wasn't it? He won it over Kendrick Lamar's Butterfly. That's what I'm that's, saying. That's a group. That's, that's like shut the whole Grammys down. Um, do you want to get into Ari Lennox real quick? Oh, so speaking of like uh, musical awards, whatever, Soul Train Awards, I guess, and this would like contradict my whole argument of validating black space because Arlenis was like offended that she didn't win, what was it, the best Soul Train Awards? Yeah, Soul Train, Soul Soul Arp album, and Lizzo did. I completely understand why she's mad because Lizzo makes pop music. I wouldn't go as far as that. She makes know, pop. I, what I, other genre? She is not. And they be trying to say she a rapper, R and B. No, it's pop music. It's pop music. I get that. I can see why Ari would be upset. She was. I don't like how she, she went about so, it. She was being it, a sore loser. Like also, she was on Twitter. I quit. Blah, 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 blah. Like girl, she, say your piece and move on. Also, she opened for Lizzo when she came. That ain't hurt Lizzo problem. Get over it. No, saying, this is no, the game. Saying, that's just, this is the game. Not Why did they give it to Lizzo? I don't know. She make, she she has more of a global influence than Ari. To be to honest, to me that's irrelevant. To me, Lizzo winning is irrelevant because I feel like anyone else could have won and she still would have been upset because that's kind of mm. fits her personality. It does. <laughs> man. It does. That's what was so crazy about it because. She was acting so entitled, like, oh, she deserved this. Like, to be honest, Shea Butter Baby was not it to me. No, I love her as being authentic, but her it was a few bops on there. I wanna, but I could I, not play that whole – if I wasn't in a somber mood, like chilling can I, can and I be on the with some wine and all of that, I could not listen that front and back. I don't co-sign what he's saying. That's your opinion. We all have opinions, and that's what she need to realize. That she lives, especially her industry, is very opinion. It's based on people's but it's opinions. An hour, it's an hour subjective opinions. We put our podcast out. If someone said they didn't like it. First, I'm not going to give a yourself. I don't <laughs> care. That's your opinion. Right. Yeah. I can't get mad because you don't like something I like. That's or, or something that I willingly put out. And say, uh, right. Hey, public right. Right. I can't get mad at that. What am I get mad for? Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a critique. I can either listen to it, ask you, why do you feel that way? What can I do to improve and move on? Yeah. Why am I going to sit here and throw a big tantrum because you don't like something I did? I don't give a flying rats behind. I mean, I think that gets into both celebrity, but I think it also gets into people who are in if our generation. Beyonce did some like that. No, but I think that has to do with people with in our ge- who are now in our generation being like artists, Becoming famous? Because it's like instant validation. Yes. Like yeah. Like yeah. with Ari, Summer Walker, Gold Link, um, who else? The no, new no artists. The, the new, new artists, artists who are in, who, are our, who I can say are our age. Like right. Within two years, we're all either 23 to 26. All of them, I think, are going through the same thing that we oftentimes go through, but kind of deal with in private where you're like, damn, I want to at least feel like I'm being validated or I want to, I'm struggling with. Especially because of social media. Right. And I think that amplifies it, but you got to know, just count your back and keep it pushing. All right. Now we're going to get to the big Big facts. Uh, So there was a little workout that happened last week. I've been quiet, but I'm about to start talking now. So this is about to be the point where the podcast goes off. Uh, (laughs) So last Saturday, uh, Colleen Kaepernick. He held a controversial workout, um, a public workout for NFL scouts. Uh, he worked out for eight teams that was not the 25 originally expected at the workout that was scheduled to be held at the Atlanta Falcons practice facility. Instead, he held it at a Georgia high, high school. I don't know where the high school is. It's like it was in Riverdale, Georgia. How far is that from Atlanta? As our Atlanta. That was, it was on the way. It's on the way to the airport. So if they were in a rush, but they I, could have went. It's not by Riverdale. It's on the way to the airport. And uh, that ain't like to be we'll honest. Get into it. Where was it originally supposed to be held at? The Falcon Stadium. Which is apparently like it's apparently on the other side of the other side of the city. I was granted Atlanta is that big, but the Falcon Stadium downtown, anything on the other side of the city. That's not where the practice field is. It's two different things. You out? Where's the practice field? I'm not from Atlanta, so I don't know. I don't know uh, either. So while warming up, Kaepernick wore a Kobe Kente shirt. The disagreement between Kaepernick and the NFL stands from this. Um, Kaepernick's team disagreed with the NFL's waiver form, media access, and his team's ability to film the workout. 
Uh, Kaepernick's team wanted to wanted media to be allowed at the workout to ensure transparency, but the NFL denied the request. Kaepernick's team did not want the NFL to be the only entity with access to the video being sent to the 32 teams. Kaepernick's team did not want the NFL. Uh, I'm about to read the same thing twice. How about that? Shame, shame, shame. Jay Z, who leads the NFL social justice initiatives, is reported to have pressured Roger Goodell and the league to hold a public to hold a workout for Kaepernick, and is apparently upset that he opted to hold his own. Henry, you want to cue up uh, the video that we have of uh, Kaepernick? Oh, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Social justice stuff. He was standing up for like I support. All Meek, Mil- Meek Mill Henry has now been activated. He has now entered the. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. So where do you begin? Okay, where do you begin? The NFL wanted him to sign this waiver. Apparently, from what I heard, from what I was hearing, it was not a standard waiver. It was not. Here's what I've heard, and granted, depending on who. You- I can see why Kaepernick would be like, hold on, F this. The NFL was basically doing it because the waiver that they would have given was that for some reason, if you don't get signed by a team, you can't sue us. Right. They're protecting themselves. Which but apparently, is apparently the NFL changed it to basically be like, we've already had a legal dispute with you, so we're not going. Apparently, they tried to change the wording so that it would not reopen them back up to basically, basically. They tried to cover their own ass. Basically. Yeah. And Kaepernick's lawyer read it. They sent them back another waiver. The NFL didn't like that waiver. Are you shocked? NFL said, fuck it. Okay. And the NFL didn't want media at the original tryout. Move the uh, microphone back. <laughs> <laughs> media, uh, they didn't want media in the NFL. Front. So that's two strikes against the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Colin moved to work out. They said he told him at 2.30 today of or the day before. The day of. The day of the workout. But they were shifting it. They were shifting it. They told him at 2.30 that day they were shifting the workout. And he moved it. They said some people were saying, allegedly, from what I heard, you know what I'm saying, these streets talking, um, that uh, the place he moved it to was not a, a convenient location. Compared to where it was. Compared to where it was. Now, I don't know what they had to do, but if they were rushing out of town, they could have went to it because Riverdale, where he had the uh, workout at, on the way to the airport. Um, so that's like, hmm. Hmm. Um, so like the whole thing is just kind of messy. It's ugly, it's nasty. What comes of this, I don't know. But I do want to comment on your boy Stephen Stephen A. Smith. There, Stephen A. Smith. This coon at clown mother boy. 
has the audacity to say this was a publicity stunt and da 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 and if you was really fighting for black people, you should have went and did it, and you trying to get a check from these people, so you just basically need to be obedient. And I, no. He made two he made points that I personally agree with in which he stated that Eric uh, Reed shouldn't be um, so extremist in defining black or rather he shouldn't use his definition of blackness to define others and how they stand on the issue right so basically eric reed who the whole time actually kneeled beside kaepernick and even continued kneeling for much of the season he was basically he's been upfront about in a very aggressive way about calling other players who settled a deal with the nfl for social justice he's basically called them uncle toms he's basically called people who have been not really critical of kaepernick but are just kind of saying like this is what it was. Now we either have to like uh, go about trying to get change or keep focusing on this. He basically called them everything under the sun but a child of God. So I think Stephen A. Smith, he started off by basically saying, Eric Reed, the way you define blackness should not, how would you say it? Like she should, you shouldn't attack people based on your But he why then you, flipped and did the same thing. So I didn't understand he did. that. He did. I didn't understand that. So, like, to bring this all together in my head is the NFL needs to realize that they are an oppressor in this particular, like, they hire a lot of black people. They pay them good money, I guess, but then... No, I guess. They do. They pay them good money, but then they treat them like shit. Is that, like, does that balance out? No. Depends Um, on how, in, in some cases, it depends on how you see it. And they were part of me playing devil's advocate, but it depends on how you see it. You say you you know what you're getting into. You're going to be well compensated. This has health risks, right? Or do you still want to do this? I'm saying most that's a person. Are, people are that's, a, yes. that's a personal choice. Like do your thing, black man. However, like for them to have such a huge platform and to employ so many African Americans, and then when one of their employees attempts to stay, take a stance on issues that affect their employees and their employees' families and culture and people and then uh, uh, not attempt to but blackball this man and then make him sign a non-disclosed settlement to where he can't even speak about the issues that much. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, what are they doing on their behalf besides signing deals with Jay-Z and trying to paint it like it look good? Because basically... Allegedly, Colin Kaepernick only got it because this made Jay-Z look bad because he got so much backlash for partnering with them in the right. first place. I mean, when you put it in the chat the first time, it was said Jay-Z is pressuring the NFL. That's how you knew, okay, this isn't coming from kind of a place of where... It wasn't sincere. Okay, he's a, he's a quarterback who actually feels like he should have a workout. Okay. They were the NFL, let's do- provide him with the space to give him a work. No, it's like Jay-Z's like, yo, Roger, this should look bad for me. Exactly, and then that's why you would think that's why Kaepernick wants media there. And I, and I, and if I was being honest, I would say I think he wants media. I think him wanting it for transparency is probably not the full story. Who Kaepernick? Yeah, I think he wants it for to ensure transparency, but also for other things. I think. I mean, I guess no, but I think here's. I mean, I think that if I was being honest, I think Kaepernick is using it as both. A way to ensure transparency to make sure, like you said, so the NFL, and that's why he wanted his own video crew, to make sure that the NFL is not the one. Right in the narrative. Or, right, to make sure they're not picking out his bad throws and making sure that they send the team. That's what I'm saying. But, but, that doesn't have to do with media access, though. That has to do with his own guys coming in and filming it. With regard to media access, I think one ensures himself transparency and that there are other people who are there to watch it and say, like, okay, this is getting out. That also benefits, I think, in terms of us on this podcast talking about it and i think that i don't think, I think that Kaepernick, that was not his objective I for people to talk about it and oh the nfl did this again and i didn't get a no job. i don't like, think i don't think, I don't, I think he's really past this bro like the video in the video he just what i've been trying to play for three years i get that. Been trying to play I, for no, three I gen- years I, and i think he's i think he's genuine when he says that he wants to play but i also think that he's someone who i think if he was probably honest. He's if he believes he's going to play in the NFL, 
that's not on me to say. I don't think he's ever going to play in the NFL. So he I think, did. Okay, I, no, if you're saying this, he did all that to no. prove a point. Then let me finish. Was I didn't, still a, no, I didn't. Let me finish. Basically, I'm saying is that I think Kaepernick. If I think if we were really, if you were really being honest, him and his people probably would say the likelihood of him playing in the NFL is very slim. Slim to none. But. But let me finish, bro. I'm saying that I think another part of him and wanting media there is so he can get his message out, so he can reach people who might not necessarily be interested in football, but are interested in him. And the way you worded that, the way you just said that, makes it seem like he has this ulterior motive to. Keep... I don't think he has an no, ulterior motive. Okay. I think he can have more than one motive at the same time. I, I think guess, he can want to yeah. play, but he can also want to get his message out. Right. Okay. Again, which are two different things. He's getting his message out. He proved a point. He's proving a point that the uh, NFL don't like. They don't give up about this. They're not when anybody that stand up against their system. Like if you're not gonna bend down and follow our rules, they're not with it. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, do your thing, you- NFL. But again, that goes back to my main point. The NFL has not done anything since this Colin Kaepernick situation has, uh, like, blew up since what 2016. Yeah. They have not done anything within their organization to fix the flaws, to fix the problems. Nothing. Then they randomly make this deal with Jay Z that. They use wording it and painting it in a way to where like, oh, we're I mean, going to give thing. money to like social justice issues. And then the damn, excuse my language, the organizations they're giving money to cut black kids off, bl- cut black kids hair off to make them start a new life and stupid stuff like that. Like the organizations aren't even progressive to help us. So it's kind of like, again, what is the NFL doing to fix their issues to fix their problems we kind of all know that Kaepernick is not going to play in the NFL he probably did this to prove a point to prove a bigger point of like okay there which is why he would want media access right to be transparent that's not necessarily to be transparent Transparent his his point is they're not not going to hire me because I have protests and I stand up against police brutality and social injustice that's not transparency He's why not? That's not. How is it not? If I'm saying I want media coverage here to cover this whole ordeal so that my fans, my audience, my people can see that I came out here, I did the workout, I did what I was supposed to do on my behalf as I have been doing for the last three years, and they're not willing to hire me. We're just getting into semantics about what we feel like transparency means with regard to this workout because it's two slightly different things. I mean, I guess. You just have to agree or disagree. I think what I'm referring to transparency is from the standpoint of the workout. Here's what I did at the workout. Here are the throws I made. I don't want the NFL then taking that. I don't want people who I don't know taking that video and saying, hey, that was a good throw. No, don't, don't include that in the package you sent the team. That was a bad throw? Yeah, include that. That, to me, is the transparency in the sense, like, here's the workout in full, all the throws. You're throws. thinking about it from, like, one aspect, though, I feel like. Like, no. just the sports. Is this is way bigger than sports now? I agree with you, which is why I said that he wants media access there, so it can so it can be bigger than sports because that gets to messaging, that gets to public and that's messaging. him being transparent about his message, his point. I just think I, we both don't like how we're using the word transparent in this, and that's fine. <laughs> that's generally fine. I don't like how you're using the word transparent, and you don't like how I'm using it. That's okay. okay. Agree or disagree? We don't disagree often on this podcast. And then. Okay, whatever. I'm all over the place in my thoughts. It was just, this was like a jam packed thing. Like it was a lot, and they, then the commentary that sport sports and uh, entertainers with what analysts uh, they they were the commentary. It was just like ew, coming from black men to hear some of the stuff they were saying. It was nasty. I mean, it was very short sighted, but I think. It was nasty, bro. It was very nasty. It, this was ugly. I wouldn't say it was ugly, but that's what it is. Kaepernick will be fine. I mean, he's going to be good He'll regardless. He's good regardless. He'll be fine. Uh, all right. Let's see how much time we got left. Oh, we've been recording for a minute. Yeah, because Henry had to talk. We're going to run through this real quick. 2020 update. 
All right, so now we're going to talk about the race real quick. Uh, who's out? Congressman Beto O'Rourke, he is now out of the race. Uh, former New York mayor and businessman Michael Bloomberg and former governor of Massachusetts, Deval Patrick, are now in. Henry, any thoughts? I don't. At this point, I'm like, what are you doing? We'll keep it brief at this point. But Actually, what, like, this is when we need to talk about Democrats and them being so messed up to the point that they don't even know what they want to do. Because... It's one month out of the game. 2020 is around the corner. Whoever, we need a, we need the front runner in 2020 to be there and just campaign all 2020. Because that's what you're going to have to do to have any potential opportunity of beating Trump. Like, let's be real about this, bro. They playing around. Democrats are playing. They have no face front. They have no front, united front to, oh, this is what we're doing. You got people still entering the race. The candidates can't talk about certain things during the debate. Like, they're not addressing certain things. You got one polar, they're polar opposites of each other sometimes. And I think for, in some respects, for a primary, that's what you want. You want a debate. You do, but this late in the game with this many candidates? We haven't taken a vote yet. We still have three months until, wait a minute, two, two months. Two months? Yeah. It's about three, two and a half months until the first vote's taken in Iowa. So there is time. There is still time. And I think that I to a certain extent, having the debate is good because I think what we didn't have in 2016 was it's just these two candidates. Okay, everyone thinks Clinton's going to win. Oh, here's this guy, Bernie. He's kind of interesting. Okay. Granted, this what but we're this doing now the, might be the other end of the extreme where it's too many yeah, people. It's like they Democrats can't get they together. And it's crazy to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just I'm more upset with the people getting in the race because I think at this point you should know that you're not going to win. You don't. You're not going to be able to raise the money. What's for Mayor Michael Bloomberg? What's what's your case? Hey, the people who are financially conservative but socially liberal, who are older people who might vote for Biden, might come for me. Okay, two percent. Okay, if I'm Deval Patrick, okay, I'm black, but I'm not the kind of Obama progressive black that's going to get young people. I might get people who are Biden supporters, but most of those people don't know me. There's another person from Massachusetts who's more popular than me also in the race. I can maybe do okay in a couple states. I don't have money like Michael Bloomberg, 2%. What's the point? At that point, and I guess what we were talking about with like Tom Steyer, the billionaire who's now in the race, like, you got to know what lane to pick. You got to say, okay, I'm a billionaire. I'm going to attack Trump because I'm a, fellow, I'm a fellow billionaire who gives a charitable organization. I did it ethically to whatever extent that means. I'm going to support all of these down-ballot causes and initiatives and organizations. That should be Michael Bloomberg's fight to say, hey, Trump's a fraud. I know because I'm in New York. I was in New York when he was there. And I'm gonna. that's why I'm going to give $10 million to this effort to be honest, now that you out. say all that, he could like no, no like in a like in a like cartoon world, mm-hmm. if he did what you actually said he would do or could do, it's a valuable role. You know what I'm saying? If he it's a could, direct foil. To you know Trump. what I'm saying? He could, you know what I'm saying? Sway the vote a little bit. Is it gonna happen? No. no. So and Michael Bloomberg historically has given a lot of money to organizations like that, but I think. People got to realize, like, this shit is serious. Like, if you don't think you have a legitimate chance or you're just kind of doing this for your next thing, you got to get out. Get out and help your own state. And that's that's what I don't, again, get about Democrats. It seems like a joke to them. Because they all say they hate Trump. They all say that's the end goal. But they're not internally working together to ensure that that goal is going to be met. I think the possibility of someone seeing themselves as president clouds everyone's judgment. Politicians are very ambitious, and I think they say, oh, wow, there's a week, there's an opening. Maybe I could be the one. Trump got elected. If you're, And that's the problem with politicians. They're not doing it for the people. They're doing it for themselves. If you're really doing it for the people, you're going to think, what is the greater good here? Like, what should I personally be doing to ensure that we get Trump out of office? Yeah, at the root of it, politics is power. You got to be crazy to run for president. <laughs> it's a very 
vanity type of thing to do. I'm going to have the most powerful job in the country. That's, that's a lot of me ego there. So now we're going to get into <laughs> Henry's frustrated. So now we're going to get uh, quickly into kind of the latest polling. Uh, the debate is actually tonight. Henry, where is the debate? You said where? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's in Atlanta, Tyler Pierce Studios, uh, which is pretty cool. It is cool. That is like very historic. At an HBCU last couple months ago, now at a studio owned by a black man. Hopefully, by the time. The I'm only studio owned by a black Talk about it. Hopefully, by the time. Biggest you, studio in America. Talk about it. Hopefully, by the time you all are listening to it, you all have watched the debate and they actually talk about black issues. Henry and I decided not to. We made an editorial decision not to do a reaction to the debate because we don't think it matters anymore. Um, so I will poll. Uh, we'll just go with the top line. Uh, Buttigieg is apparently don't understand this. Don't understand it. Your any thoughts on that? Or he's a gay white man. What does that have to do with him? Oh, he gonna skyrocket. All right. What that mean? Like the, just, the joke went okay. over your head. It's I'm sure the listeners got it. Ha ha. Ha ha. Okay, Noah. Any any thoughts on him rising in the polls or no? Or I mean, he's racist. So if he win, I ain't voting for him. You still should, but better than Trump. He's not gonna win the primary. I mean, I know. So that's, what I said. Person, so that's what I said. That's what I'm saying. Um, South Carolina poll, it's actually, like you said, worth noting out is that he got 0% of black voters in South Carolina. So as we say, or as I have said, um, the primary starts off with two very Caucasian majority you states. You didn't say Biden was leading in South Carolina. Biden's leading in South Carolina by a landslide, 44% yeah. to 10. So as much as Biden keeps taking these hits, he is still a frontrunner, And that's something that so scary. It's not scary. It's just crazy. But it's something to think about. Um, let's just give it a heads up. That's what we've been doing for a while. I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right. So um, heads up. So Chick-fil-A um, and their charitable organizations. On Monday, Chick-fil-A announced it will no longer support organizations that have been criticized for being anti-LGBTQ. Uh, the list no longer includes the Salvation Army. Uh, which is kind of problematic because we just dropped some shit off there. <laughs> and the Fellowship of Christian, I didn't think about that. Until I read it. Oh, um, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Sorry, y'all, we're not problematic. I promise. You. I um, every day. That's problematic. Or it was until I guess Monday. Both have taken controversial stances on same-sex marriage and homosexuality. Chick Fil A said it will now work with organizations that focus on education, homelessness, and hunger. Any thoughts? I good for them because now I'm not like sinning against humanity. Because well, I, I didn't say good for them. I just say about time. Right. About time. They it's got with the program. Yeah, and I think it's good on the organizations and the people that have been constantly pressuring them and people like us be like, you eat that hate chicken? <laughs> it's not even good. It's just convenient. Okay. <sighs> Somebody come cook me breakfast every morning. I'll be all right. I'll stop eating. All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this was exciting. Yeah, Monique and Netflix. So Netflix made a lowball offer to Monique of five hundred thousand dollars to that, which Monique said, "Haha, I'll I'll raise your five hundred and I'm gonna sue that ass." Um, so Monique claims, or her lawyers claims, that it was millions lower than their offers that came to other comics. The lawsuit, specifically in the text, it uh, details which other offers that they that other comedians got. Dave Chappelle got sixty million. Chris Rock got forty. Ellen DeGeneres got twenty. Amy Schumer got $11 million for their respective comedy session specials with Netflix. In the text, it says, in short, Netflix offer to Monique perpetuates a drastic wage gap forced upon black women in the American, for, in, in the American workforce. Uh, some stats to back that up. Black women on average make 63 cents on the dollar compared to white men. Henry, what, what's, your, what's your take? She's about to get the check. I think she is. She's about to get that check because she, she has a valid case. She has a valid case. She better get that check. Yeah, and Wanda Sykes chimed in and was like, well, they offered you 500000 They offered me half that. Yeah. Uh, I hope she so get I, think a it's che- good I hope she get a check and then put out her own special. I think so. I hope you does too. I hope on like uh, alternative, like put it on Hulu or something. I hope that she is able to prove that Netflix is in the wrong because then hopefully that leads to the regular not the regular, but the average sister out there working who's like, hold on, y'all paying this person this much, but I'm getting this much. Is there actually, yeah, is there actually a legal remedy for right, like, me to right. actually allege that my company is 
discriminating me because I am a black woman. That's that's something. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, uh, Ayanna Presley. She is the freshman member of Congress uh, who represents Boston, part of the squad. Um, basically, last week she took a step for criminal justice and introduced a resolution that would basically flip the entire judicial system upside down. The title of the resolution is called the People's Justice Guarantee. The resolution aims to do everything, but it includes this. Repeal the 1994 crime bill, demilitarize the police, abolish the death penalty slash life sentences without parole, expand access slash um, expand access to diversion and rehabilitation programs and restoring voting rights to formerly incarcerated persons. I applaud did this. the thing. And I I took a, I took a lot of stuff out originally because it was literally like 30 things. She did because I read this. Yeah, she did. It's a lot. Like <laughs> She it's really, did the dang thing, bro. I'm so proud. The squad, I, I mean, I, they're cool people. They, they're, no, they're they're doing their job and they're for the people, right? And I, I'm, I like the young energy. I like the progressive ideas. I like that they're women. Like it's cool, yeah, and the I, fact that her specifically a black woman targeted like shit that affect ran, her people. She ran through the list, bro. Every that. single thing that could potentially affect a black person. And I think it's good because and boy. I think, she did her thing. Right. And I think oftentimes, I think, and I think this will be evident in the 2020 debate that is occurring tonight that we are not really watching. Um, candidates will oftentimes, like every candidate, if they talk about civil rights and justice, every candidate will attack Biden and say, you, you were the architect of the 1994 crime bill. Okay, that's true. But what are you going to do? Exactly. No candidate actually takes that next step. And that is like, facts. I can point out that you voted for this. Oh no, you wrote this bill, but it's like, okay, what are you actually going to do? Which is like why we've applauded Cory Booker, because he's at many times he said, like, okay, we can get rid of the bail system. We can do this, that, Bro, you know, I like Cory, but he's he's not a senator. It's like I he he need to like drop get my point was he's in the presidential race and he need to get on. Like he's a good guy. Stay where you at. Yeah. But I, I just think that's worth applauding is that she's basically saying, like, it's not enough just to have rhetoric of that we're going to change or like this system is messed up. You're damn right it is. How are you going to change it? Because that's the next step. You can't change a system by just acknowledging that it needs changing. You feel me? You got to do something about it. And that's what she did. And I applaud her. And I hope you all are applauding this podcast. Because <laughs> this was episode number 38. I gotta apologize. It's been a long day, bro. I've been kind of quiet. It's all right. This is the Noah-inspired <laughs> episode. I'm gonna Noah takes over. It's all right. So, like I said in the beginning, or we said in the beginning, follow us on Twitter at underscore WRGO. Instagram, what's really going? YouTube, we got that. Hello, everybody watching. Uh, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, share. Tell your mama, tell your daddy, tell whoever's in your life that we have a podcast on. You know what I'm saying? And we Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. In. Peace. Yeah.